Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Four Key Takeaways from Mueller's First Year and What's Next by Garrett M. Graff. Today marks the one-year anniversary of Robert Mueller's appointment as special counsel in the investigation of the Trump campaign's contact and relationships with Russia. For all the talk of the president's lawyers and the vice president about how it's time to wrap it up, the truth is that for a federal investigation, Mueller's probe has moved with impressive rapidity. And contrary to the president's repeated assertions of a witch hunt, the validity of the investigation has gotten more solid with every passing month. Today, the first person sentenced to prison in Mueller's probe, a Dutch lawyer who lied about his knowledge of campaign chair Paul Manafort's past business dealing, is inmate number 35255-016, serving his prison sentence at Allenwood Federal Correctional Institution in Pennsylvania. Mueller's inquiry has also resulted in guilty pleas from Trump's former national security adviser, Michael Flynn, campaign aide Rick Gates, and campaign aide George Papadopoulos, as well as two others swept up in the case. Manafort himself is preparing for trial on dozens of charges. If found guilty on all of them, he could face more than 300 years of prison time. Contradicting the witch hunt language, a judge just this week upheld the charges against Manafort, saying that the former campaign chair's work with Trump makes him a natural target for Mueller's investigators. Mueller's team of investigators also charged 13 Russians and three Russian companies with interfering in the election. That's just the formal charges. The probe and its ever-expanding implications has had a much wider impact on the president's circle. It's led to the withdrawal of the president's nominee to be ambassador to Singapore, as well as the withdrawal of a former senior campaign aide nominated to one of the top jobs in the Department of Agriculture, and the downgrading of presidential son-in-law Jared Kushner's security clearance. And there's more. The questioning under oath of presidential namesake Donald Trump Jr. about a previously undisclosed campaign meeting with Russian officials who proclaimed they had damaging information on Trump's opponent, as well as the still unfolding revelations about the president's affair with and $130,000 hush money payment to a porn star that was also entirely hidden, which may turn out to be a crime itself. 
Then there's the recusal of Attorney General Jeff Sessions, himself conflicted out of overseeing the investigation because of his own involvement in meetings with Russian officials during the campaign. And let's not forget Michael Cohen, the president's one-time fixer and personal lawyer, whose offices were raided by the FBI and prosecutors from the Southern District of New York as part of an investigation that appears to involve everything from taxi medallions to potential campaign finance violations. Cohen's business empire, such as it was, included suspicious payments from top companies, as well as a Russian company closely connected to oligarch Victor Vexelberg. Vexelberg, meanwhile, is just one of the who's who of Russian oligarchs Americans are being educated about as they become caught up in the Mueller probe. There's Yevgeny Prigozhin, a.k.a. Putin's cook, indicted as part of the Internet Research Agency's disinformation and discord attack on Facebook and Twitter. There's Oleg Deripaska, former business partner of Manafort. There's Aras Agalarov, the real estate oligarch, and his son Amin, who helped set up the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting. Altogether, it's hard to imagine, in fact, that any recent American president would have survived politically the year of revelations that have surrounded the Mueller investigation and related probes, including that by the Senate Judiciary Committee, which just Wednesday released findings from the panel's Democrats that the National Rifle Association was used by the Kremlin, quote, as a means of accessing and assisting Mr. Trump and his campaign. In fact, a year into Mueller's probe, and nearly two years after the launch of the original FBI investigation, which we now know was codenamed Crossfire Hurricane, there are more open questions and concerning assertions than there were when the case began. The broad outlines of the investigation are by now clear. Mueller's probe involves at least five distinct lines of inquiry, money laundering and past business deals, information influence operations, active cyber penetrations, suspicious Russian campaign contacts, and obstruction of justice. However, in recent weeks, it's become clear the investigation has grown, with little public understanding, into something that's clearly much larger than a simple investigation into Russians' campaign meddling. The year of Mueller's probe has established four conclusions inconvertibly. Number one, Russia did it. Outside of the fever-swampy corners of at real Donald Trump's Twitter account and Congressman Devin Nunes' conspiracies, the rest of the U.S. government has concluded clearly that Russia was behind a multifaceted, complex influence operation and active cyber attack on the 2016 presidential campaign. Before Mueller's probe even began, the nation's intelligence community had concluded that fact, largely based on classified information. Then, Mueller's indictment of the Internet Research Agency established publicly beyond any question that people close to the Kremlin meddled extensively, expansively, and expensively in the election. Meanwhile, the Senate Intelligence Committee also on Wednesday announced that there was bipartisan agreement that not only had Russia attacked the 2016 presidential election, but that it had done so to aid Donald Trump and harm Hillary Clinton. Number two. There's a troubling timeline. 
The revelations since Mueller's appointment has established plenty of questions about the unfolding aspects of the Russian attack and the campaign's potential knowledge of it, including that George Papadopoulos reportedly was telling Australian diplomats in London that there was damaging information on Clinton weeks before word about the DNC thefts leaked. Add in other developments, from the aborted attempts to restart a Trump Tower Moscow project, to candidate Trump's musings about wanting Russia to release Clinton's emails, to Michael Cohen's payments to Stormy Daniels, to the still unexplained attempt to change the GOP platform to be more pro-Russia, to the odd telephone calls and meetings during the transition, and it's clear there's a lot more explaining to do. Number three, People are lying and committing crimes. Or maybe just everyone is forgetting about the truth a whole lot, consistently, when it comes to Russia. It's notable that so many of the president's top aides, from Attorney General Jeff Sessions to Jared Kushner to Donald Trump Jr. to Michael Flynn to George Papadopoulos, have gotten in trouble because of forgetfulness, omissions, or outright lies concerning meetings with Russians and Russian officials during the campaign and the transition. And number four, this is bigger than anyone thinks. Mueller's probe today might just be the largest corruption investigation in recent American history, involving not just the attacks by the Russian intelligence services, the FSB and the GRU on the election and Trump's relationships with Vladimir Putin's oligarchs, but also examining the seemingly related and interconnected influence of a variety of foreign countries on Washington, including Qatar, the United Arab Emirates, and potentially even China. We've seen some of the Capitol's top lobbyists and lobbying firms already felled by the investigation. And there's plenty of strange activity still unexplained, including a meeting by Eric Prince, the brother of Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, in the Seychelles that may have been an attempt to set up a back channel with Russia. So, with those four collections of facts and implications established in the first year of the Mueller probe, where does the investigation head next? We appear to be entering a new stage of the inquiry, one that focuses primarily on how the puzzle pieces connect. We've thus far watched the Mueller investigation through the public equivalent of a soda straw, seeing only bits and pieces of what's clearly a sprawling effort, a subpoena here, a search there, a witness testifying here. Bit players come and go, disappearing and reappearing, without a clear indication of their ultimate importance. Few Americans could explain who Joseph Misfood or George Nader is. As Lawfare's Quinta Jureshit says, you get just a tiny glimpse and there's a lot you can't see. When the public hears about a new development, we quickly learn that Mueller has known about it months earlier. As just the most recent example, the blockbuster revelations of recent days that Novartis and AT&T paid Trump fixer Michael Cohen six- and seven-figure payouts for quote-unquote insights, revelations that led to the ouster of top executives at both companies, were actually known to Mueller all the way back in November. Mueller's first arrest and guilty plea of George Papadopoulos came without a single public rumor or peep until months later. By the time we find out someone like Victor Vexelberg is even involved in the case, we find out that Mueller's team already intercepted him at a New York City airport months earlier. If Mueller is running four to six months ahead of public perception, it's safe to assume we have absolutely no idea where his investigation is today.
What does seem clear, though, is that Muller knows where this one is heading. Muller is inside the room where we've been only peering through the keyhole. It's safe to say that he has what he views as incredibly important evidence, including the cooperation of Flynn, Gates, and Papadopoulos, that hasn't become public, yet some of which he's had potentially for eight months. It's not public yet because Mueller doesn't want to make it public, which in and of itself is significant insofar as it tells us that the evidence is key to as yet unknown parts of the probe. So far, we've viewed each indictment distinctly. The Internet Research Agency indictment notably stopped short of any implication of official Russian involvement, yet we know that the government believes it knows enough to indict Russian officials involved in the hacking. Manafort's alleged money laundering stops short of discussing his campaign role, even though the scheme continued into his time at the campaign. The suspicious campaign contacts by Papadopoulos and Flynn stop short of any implication of active cooperation. What seems likely is that the next stage of Mueller's investigation will begin to connect pieces that we've only seen individually thus far, seeking to provide an answer to the big looming question. How closely coordinated were the efforts by Russia to attack the election, and who helped them on the American side? While every day of the Trump administration seems a thousand news cycles long, each week packed with a year's worth of scandals and outrages, it's worth remembering just how short a time a year is in political investigations. Watergate took twice that to play out. Ken Starr, Whitewater, and Monica Lewinsky took four times as long. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.